0: Yeah, you could say it was a gamble, but for me, I already figured out what was going to happen to me going there and what I was getting myself into. So it really wasn't a gamble for me. But just looking inside out, not knowing, you'll probably think it's a gamble. I feel like when you go overseas, it's a whole new, different uh, style of play, something that you can just add to your arsenal. So I feel like it helped me in that aspect.
1: That's LaMelo Ball talking about his decision to skip out on college, go play against men overseas. It's a different deal, and it looks like it's going to pay off for him tonight.
2: Oh yeah, for sure Yeah, I listened to a couple interviews I probably spent five hours on the draft Getting ready for this thing I don't know that I've ever been this geeked For a November draft before in my life
1: Oh, excellent point, good qualifier (laughs) Nice, way to sell it, I like it
2: Yeah, listen to my guy Andy Katz At length Talk about all these guys Uh, You know, I've known him for a long time We go way back and he's been getting a lot of work Which is good to see because obviously he got laid off a few years back And work is the most important thing as far as making money and you know there's something to be said for what ball did go to a couple different places way out of your comfort zone and that, that, that's the thing that, that's it's a not huge so much thing the competition it's just growing up because of the different experiences you're not coddled the way you are in college
1: so uh does your uh does your guy andy think he's going to be the one pick or could he slide all the way to three
2: yeah, all the way to three. right. I know. <laughs> I know.
1: Well, he's. It, it doesn't seem like he's fallen any farther than that. And, and the thing is, and we can get into this later in the show. That I'm hesitant to guarantee anything because if Minnesota trades out, who's trading in? It seems like there's a decent chance. I think Minnesota will probably be announced as the draft in the same way that uh, you know Donovan Mitchell wore Nuggets had on draft night, but he was never a Nugget. So, thank goodness. You know, maybe. A few picks later, an hour later, whatever it is, then we'll find out. Oh, they're yeah. drafting for somebody yeah, else. It's that's wh- quicker than. Yeah, that. that's why yeah. they took that guy. Um, well,
2: I my guess would be yes. Number one, I, if, if but, Minnesota keeps the pick, if they don't keep the pick, well, then I've got no idea. Right.
1: And then the the best bet is that Wiseman's going two to the Warriors. Someone could mm. trade in front one to get him, so I can't even guarantee that. But I don't think Wiseman falls past Warriors at two.
2: He's an intriguing player, man. Obviously, he had the issue there with not being able to play in college. Uh, But I wonder, does that really matter? I I don't think it does matter. I mean, because I can argue that, you know, you could just, uh, you don't have school. Not that those guys were that interested in school. He wasn't going to Memphis to play school. Uh, he would, nice. And I don't have any problem Good with quote. that I mean, That sounds like a slam, but it's not no, Not you're when you're this kid yeah. in this situation It's not about school, forget school I mean, as crazy as that sounds For 99.9% of us For him, He's it outlier. was never about school It was about preparing for this very moment That's coming tonight And then going forward with it
1: Alright, we will discuss the the draft And the Jazz more uh, at length I got two guys that I think you are going to draft uh okay, well, we just can't leave people hanging then. I'm gonna guess that one of them is Tyler Bay. Yes? No, really? Because you think he's already off the board? I don't. Really?
2: I don't. Now, this is just me talking, so yeah. Uh, you know, it's not like uh, I've got Dennis's Lindsay. Dennis, Dennis and I are breaking down stereotypes as living in Salt Lake City, but he's not telling me who they're going to draft. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me just mean, tell you on know, a list of things that
1: aren't player. happening: that yeah. right there, not yeah, happening. So,
2: I want to make sure. No, I, I think that my two choices are either Josh Green out of Arizona, yeah. a, an Australian guy. I spent some time with Joe Ingles here, although he did play his senior year. Of uh, and Phoenix. I'm,
1: I'm a little surprised that you said him as one of the two because I thought he'd be off the board
2: I don't think well he could very well be off the board I don't know okay I and mean, I don't I, I can't well,
1: before I before that. I blurted out Bay I went to Green and I thought mm, more likely to be off the board he's not gonna go there. I'm gonna go Bay
2: all right who's the other one uh, Desmond Bain at a TCU oh really okay. Yeah.
1: All right, DJ and PK, we've got other NBA news aside from the draft, which is at 5 o'clock tonight. Jazz sitting on pick 23, so depending on how fast they go through this and – you know, a lot of times it says five o'clock, and now Yak is already rolling his eyes. I thought it was five thirty. That's see, that's the thing is that it's the show starts at five, but the draft starts at five thirty, and don't be surprised if the first pick isn't until five thirty-five. And that's why Yak's in the room rolling his eyes like I, I
2: thought it was five thirty.
1: I bit the I bit the hook there before.
2: I, I told my wife, I'm literally told her I got to eat by uh, I got to be done by five thirty. I got to be done with. That's dinner a good by plan on your part. Yeah, so I'm ready to go. And I'm going to be doing some work on, on the radio tonight for us. We'll have uh, Tim McComb and Jake Scott will be anchoring it. And, and uh, I know I'll be jumping on. Probably a bunch of us will uh, as far as that goes. So, yeah, I'm, uh, this, this is at 5.30. It, it's, it's go time.
1: So the NBA schedule is going to come out December 1. They're going to release half of it. They're holding on to the other half because they want to be able to juggle games and make up any games I think reasonably was the key word, any games that can reasonably be made up. So it's, uh, it's 2020, and we're going to be using this into 2021. and Things are going to be different. We're going to get half the 72-game schedule.
2: Seems, no, I'm fine with all seems that. Seems like yeah. a
1: decent plan.
2: Yeah, I don't care.
1: Uh, the All-Star break is going to happen. It's going to happen between March 5th and 10th and in between the two halves of the season. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a play-in tournament, PK. Seven plays eight, nine plays ten. Seven is in. The loser, the winner of the 7-8 game is in. The loser gets to play the winner of the 9-10 game. If you're in that 9-10 game and you lose, you're out. So essentially, they're not going to have two-game series, but those teams that are 7-8 No, we only have to win one of two games to get in the playoffs yeah. Yeah, yeah. and get smoked <laughs> It's an 8 well, versus a 1.
2: Okay, yeah, probably. Right. And those teams d- have finished depending no- on who that team is, that's a great accomplishment.
1: Right. And then if you're uh, if you're Phoenix and that's what it takes to get in, however it does, that'll be it'll be a big step forward because it's been so long. Yeah. And if you're 9-10, you'll basically know okay, we have to win two games to get in. Uh-huh. But we won't have the rematches that we had or could have had in Orlando. Gordon Hayward pushing the deadline for his $34 million player option until tomorrow. The original deadline was yesterday. I think yeah, everyone's anticipating the finalization of a trade. Atlanta has been thrown out there. We'll have to see uh, how this shakes Atlanta, out. Atlanta,
2: Indianapolis, or Indiana, I guess yeah. it would be. They go. It's, it's the Indi- Indiana Pacers, not the Indianapolis Pacers. Obviously, he's from that area. Yeah, I mean the Boston thing was a complete and total failure. Didn't work. No, it's probably a couple of things. It worked financially, but he was going to get that money either way. Uh, you know, and I think the uh, the injury two minutes into the his debut had something to do with it, and then then they just got better players.
1: Former Jazz man Rodney Hood opting out of a $6 million player option with the Blazers. He'll be a free agent. He's coming back from a ruptured Achilles tendon. So it seems like that's probably going to cost him some money. Now it might get him some uh, playing time, depending on where he ends up, I guess. Uh, if Covington was going to go in and take all his playing time, maybe he didn't want to. Largely sit, even though he'd be uh, well compensated at six million.
2: Yeah, he'll find a spot somewhere.
1: DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL.
0: We are not a Big Ten team playing a MAC opponent this week. Uh, Every time we step into a stadium, we're playing professionals, players, and coaches. And we got a ridiculous level of respect for that. And so, you know, write your story, man follow your storylines about trap games and things of that nature, we understand what we're going into in Jacksonville that that's a group that's trying to kick our butt, a professional group, a capable group and we're preparing with that understanding
1: That is Mike Tomlin coach of the 9-0 Steelers the last undefeated team, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars who are 1-8, sitting on an 8-game losing streak having won since the season opener Looks like it ought to be easy, Tomlin trying to make sure his guys don't fall asleep and uh, screw that thing up
2: Oh, this is version, uh, you know, 1,000 point uh, 1,000 in terms of talks of this this nature. Yeah. This is his version. I mean, they did play the Packers close. So you never
1: know. You turn the ball over three times, four times, you can lose to anybody.
2: And I do think that in these situations, college is much more likely to be true as opposed to the NFL.
1: Not only did they the Packers close, uh, they're coming off a close loss to the Texans. Now, the Texans aren't obviously very good. uh, But before that, there were a string of uh, pretty solid losses. (laughs) Pretty pretty good beatings. So, all right, there's uh, Mike Tomlin uh, talking NFL. Uh, Good news out of Chicago. Nick Foles is hurt, but not as bad as they once thought. That's according to Chicago Bears coach. Matt Nagy there, he said that uh, Adam Adam Schefter is reporting the initial diagnosis was a hip pointer. Now they're saying it's a combination of a strain and a bruise. I'm not aware of the fine line between a hip pointer and a severe strain and severe bruise. But uh, he could be back a little earlier, I guess, Matt Nagy saying that. So there you go. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college football. Second down and seven from the 17-yard line. Handoff Patterson, left side, cuts up the middle. At the 10, at the 5, that's a UB touchdown. Handoff Jarrett, up the middle, squirts through a hole, still going at the 50, there he goes. At the 30, at the 20, at the 10, bullseye! 300 yards rushing for Jarrett Patterson. Put it in the bank for Jarrett Patterson. All him. All day, he owns Bowling Green. A new school record, 301 yards rushing.
1: Jared Patterson, 31 carries for 301 yards and four touchdowns, and Buffalo beats Bowling Green 42-17. The Maxion game of the night. Kent State also whooping up on Akron, 69-35. That looked like an arena game when I channel surfed past that, PK. Yep. Wake Forest and Duke Saturday postponed. Wake Forest has COVID issues, so that's the eighth game canceled or postponed uh, this week. And uh, I don't think there's probably a lot of people here following ACC games and the private school rivalry in North Carolina, but it just goes to how many games are being postponed at this point and the one that would matter here locally, and we'll get to this coming up in our next segment, but you want to you wanna circle that ASU game a uh, week from Saturday with Utah. And since we seem to be averaging six to eight postponements and or cancellations a week and and you've uh you've heard stuff that makes you doubt that game
2: well i've decided i've from now on going forward for me i'm gonna follow exactly the path as far as what governor newsom of california does so whatever he does that's what i'm gonna do for my world and my life so i'm following him all the way
1: Pegging that sarcasm meter at 100 right there That was pegged <laughs> That's a radio term there There used to be a little arm on a little meter And there was a peg and literally it would hit that and That meant you had over modulated You had maxed out
2: I'm not listening to anybody I'm modeling my behavior Completely no. after Gavin Nassau. So Houston. you're going to a dinner party Well I'd never get invited to a dinner party
1: But, <laughs> but if you were uh, Trevor Lawrence is practicing again for uh, Clemson. Back to normal, he says. I feel as good as I did when I left a few weeks ago. Clemson, I completely believe, will get a pass for that double overtime loss at Notre Dame without him. If they win out, they're in the playoff. Now, I guess the interesting thing is, if they do stumble, what happens? If they lose to Notre Dame a second time, are they out? Are they still in? I don't think that'll happen. I don't think it'll come to pass. But
2: uh, Yeah, I don't. I just don't care about that. I'm more concerned about the kid getting his body right and being the number one pick and being a millionaire.
1: DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Major League Baseball.
1: There he is. The man, the myth, the legend. The guy who went in, built up the Red Sox, ended their jinx, then went to Chicago Ended the the Cubs' century of futility. Theo Epstein wants a summer off. Stepping down. Does think there'll be a third act, but he is stepping down in Chicago. Uh, He got the job done. I guess that's really it, right? One World Series title is everything. I mean, they would have preferred three or four in a row because everybody would prefer that, but he broke the jinx both places. Who gets him next, and will he win again?
2: Well, baseball, it's really hard to... Have that, you know, basketball. You would expect that, maybe even more so in football to an extent. But baseball, it just—it's not that it's arbitrary. It's just that we don't really have that stuff anymore. We've had it a little bit, the Yankees Gi- being the most yeah. recent, but that was a while ago. Right.
1: The Giants did three in five years, but then that was they, awesome, they, and they didn't do back to back. So that was and very kind of
2: that was, that was incredible. San too, Antonio
1: Spurs ish.
2: Yeah, that was just absolutely awesome. The, all those guys there will go down in the legend history in San Francisco for sure. Anytime yep. they come back, Bochi and Bo Posey and Bumgartner and on and on those guys. And then a bunch of role players who were in the league. They were in the league for a while, but they hadn't done anything until Bochy taps them on the shoulder. And then the angel baseball gods just mm. allowed him to come through, and they did. It was awesome. But, uh, yeah, Theo Epstein doing what he did. I mean, what more is there to do? You went to the two most glamorous franchises that hadn't won. Yeah. Not the most glamorous because you put the Yankees there, but the Yankees do win. I mean, Joe Torre got it going on, and they've won pretty much ever since. It's been a little bit here uh, as far as the World Series, but they still got so many of them. But these two franchises that he managed to get help or at least uh, administer getting them to where they were and they won it all, it's just, what's left?
1: <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that. Watching, uh, watching Pardon the Interruption, the I-95 show, and uh, Tony brought up... The Phillies and the Mets, who have been way down, not for as long, but have been way down and have their issues. And uh, the channeling the spirit of Patrick Kinahan, Michael Wilbon went offline. It was great.
2: <laughs> well, he's oh, area. Yeah. Yeah. He can only go to I 95.
1: That's the right. whole world because baseball isn't played anywhere else in the country. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty
2: good Yeah, I mean, Tony's from that area I know, and, I know uh, and, uh, An- and they moved down to D.C., so you're yep. going, you, that drive, you pass uh, yep. four stadiums uh, Basically five stadiums And so, uh, I, I wouldn't go with the Phillies, at that long of a drought But if you want to go to the Mets, the Mets have seemed to suck for a good while now
1: Right, uh, 86, I think, is their last title They were in it, they yeah, had the Subway I mean, Series with the sucked. Yankees and lost, which was 0-1, right. I think
2: no, so. 01 was the. Was that the. Nine 11 wasn't it? Wasn't it, at, uh. uh the Yankees the, and Diamondbacks? Okay, then it was the year before 2000. It was the year before. I thought yeah. it was 2000. Yeah. Yeah. It was 2000. Subway so okay. Series
1: is in 2000.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, they've sucked. There's one thing to be not winning the World Series, but there's another thing to be sucking.
1: Yeah. All right, well, we'll see what he wants to do, uh. Theo Epstein, and see who, uh. Who he wants to go uh, make the magic happen for.
2: I'd say the Dodgers, man. They've been struggling.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since they've done anything. <laughs> and speaking of the Dodgers, Cody Bellinger undergoing surgery to repair the right shoulder he dislocated, celebrating the home run in Game 7 of the NLCS. They expect him to be healthy in time for spring training. So that's good, but he's got to have surgery. Freak so accident for sure. That's bad. Okay, so uh, we were talking about uh, you know showing video of great moments and letting players... You know, learn from these uh, great moments. I think we were, uh, I think we were talking with Dylan Colley about that. He was talking about how there was a coach he played for who had like you could say anything, and the coach could call up a clip and show you how it actually happened and often happened to good teams and star players. And uh, this is the kind of moment you got, guys. You can celebrate, but if you celebrate too much, if you do this at home plate, here's how you blow out your knee. Now, if you do this on the way back to the dugout, here's how you have shoulder surgery. So, have some cute celebration, but try not to have surgery afterwards, okay? Okay. What is Trending It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. It's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, we got the uh, question of the day for you. Uh, go ahead, be Mark Harlan, be Tom Homo. We will do that next. David Nixon at 8 o'clock talking BYU football. Riley Jensen, our college football insider, at 8 30. Ben Anderson, you hear him on uh, pre half and post game here on the Jazz in season. Also writes for KSLSports.com. He's going to join us at 9 o'clock and talk draft. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone.
0: Big Show. Gordon Monson and Jake Scott.
1: For Basketball Insiders, he is Eric Pincus. Jordan Clarkson is a free agent, and as you know, he was extremely key to the Jazz having success last year, and his role off the bench was desperately needed. How hard do you think it's going to be for the Jazz to retain him? How painful will that be? If they're serious about keeping him,
0: then I, I feel like $13, $14, 15000000 million a year in that range is reasonable. That's not bad money right now. I don't know where his mind is and what he wants to do, but to me, I feel like $15 million a the year is about right to make sure he doesn't leave and and take a short-term deal in free agency the big show weekdays from two to seven on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
1: Is brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. You get 0% financing for up to 72 months. Plus, plus PK, you get a $2,500 purchase allowance on a new 2020 XT4, XT5, or XT6. Shop your way at Jerry Signer Cadillac. Yeah, and then you can get
2: Sirius Radio and you can play the Clash also. See, it
1: all comes full circle. <laughs> all right, question of the morning. BYU-Utah. You want to see them play Thanksgiving weekend if the youth's game with ASU is canceled. Your probability on the ASU game being canceled? Talking to your Sun Devil peeps.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not even anywhere near getting to the practice field. So, I mean, things could change. But, I mean, I think that game's highly in doubt. Uh, so, and I asked Kyle yesterday about the opportunity of playing a game on short notice, and his big answer was was uh, answer was basically you know you got to have whatever the short notice is it's got to be the same for both. Uh, so and I understand what he's saying. You don't want one team to have a week. Although I don't I don't see where that could happen. I don't. I, in order for a game to be thrown together like this, it seems that by definition it basically has to be the same amount of time that each team would have. You know, Cal was supposed to go to Tempe last week, and instead they went to uh, Pasadena. Pasadena. But it's not like the Bruins had all this heads up about it. So, in order for it to happen, I think that it would naturally go that way. So that wouldn't be much of an issue. Uh, But they, I think, what you know, what needs to happen in order for this thing to to take place is that then next week all the Pac-12 games. Outside of the Utes and the Devils, need to be on.
1: They need to have an odd number of cancellations. One or three. If you have zero or two, it's not happening. If you have zero, they're playing the ASU game, and if you have two, then it's going to be probably. I would assume it's going to be that UCLA Cal scenario where the Utes are going to play whoever is available from that other canceled game. It's going to stay inside the league
2: unless it was uh, unless they both had problems. I guess opponent. That couldn't play. That's Colorado, right? I don't know. Because we
1: talked about that yesterday. Would Then they just want to move up the game saying, hey, we can get it in now. Who knows what will happen down the road. If we can play it now, let's play it.
2: Well, but if it's Colorado that can't play, do you want, is SC playing? Oh,
1: oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I got it backwards. Right. Because they wouldn't want to play USC again. Right. Yeah. Home and home, baby. It's basketball.
2: Right. I I, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily You're right I' Col- have them play them twice but not back to back
1: yeah if it if if Colorado were to have an outbreak, then USC would be the available team so that
2: right and that, just, they just had played them hopefully they're yeah. playing them Saturday night that that would be an elimination of that right. possibility. so it could actually be a, a, a two yeah if, if it's if it's Colorado is the team that is affected and, for whatever reason, had the outbreak and can't right. play.
1: But if it's an Arizona-UCLA game, then the Utes
2: double back and play whichever team they missed out on. I would think so, yes, yeah. and I have no problem with that. I mean, I would love to see BYU and Utah play, but I think that uh, Utah's first obligation, and, and it's not really an obligation, it's just a, it's almost like a law, that it would be required to take care of the conference first. Yep. They I, it's out of their hands. It's, I don't think Mark and Kyle would have anything to say on that. They they would have to go along with what what is ruled and what what needs to be done. So you need you, circumstances have to happen and then and then go play if if it's there. I don't see how one or the other could say no and not have it get out. Because once it gets out, if you've said no, well, you look like a big old chicken. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's horrible PR. Yeah. Yeah. And on the youth's end of thing, it's a public school, uh, and the money goes through the state legislature, and the state legislature was not amused when the basketball game wasn't played, and the football game's a much bigger deal. Imagine the reaction. So I think then if they're available, they play. I, I, don't, I, I think then that would happen.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think from the Utah perspective, they'd have to, Mm -hmm. because if you're saying no, you're just handing everybody a sledgehammer. (laughs) Right here. Please beat me up. Yeah. So I wouldn't say, you know, if you go odds wise, if you go 100 percent and you view a 20 percent as a long shot, and I guess that would be a long shot, but I don't think that it's an outrageous, a million to one long shot.
1: Did the game get played? Yeah, well, it depends on what. Yeah, there's a lot of things that have to fall into place that are out of everybody's control. They'll either happen or they won't. It's not something you yeah, can well, make happen. Yeah, well, one thing
2: is, I think stands a really good chance of falling into place, and the devil's not being able to play. Right,
1: but then you then you're then you're looking at uh, four. Uh, well, I guess you're looking at nine of the ten other schools in the league and saying, "Are you going to have a problem that week?"
2: Yeah, I understand that, but the number one thing that has to happen is the ASU well, game has to, to have be a discussion. Off. Right? Is looking like it's going to happen and looking looking like there's a decent chance. Uh, they can't really. Uh, They can't even practice. They can't even get out there. And so they're probably not going to get out there. And they've shut everything down, too. I mean, they've literally shut the facility down, and they go through the deep cleaning and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And so that's going on. And then from a competitive standpoint, if you haven't been able to be out there, because they haven't been able to be out there. The Utes have been out there. Even when they weren't playing, they've been out there. The Devils haven't been out there at all. They're doing nothing. Can you really ask them? Is that in the best interest of the, of the kid to then get back out next week, say Tuesday or Wednesday, and then play? Well, there's,
1: there's, there's that question, and then there's a question of even if most of the team gets to a better place, are all the position groups getting there? Because if you don't have offensive linemen,
2: well, then you the can't question, do it, no, you're right. You,
1: we don't even get to that question you're asking. No. So there's a bunch of things that have to fall in place there.
2: I'm assuming that, that say, like next Wednesday, could you really ask a team to go play a game? and hasn't been practicing for two weeks, at least for the Utes, not all of them, but the majority of them anyway, or at least they've been doing stuff mm-hmm. that resembles some form of a football practice. It's the same thing with what Cal was doing. And we saw Cal was just woefully unprepared to play against the uh, the Bruins. And, and they've been out there to a degree, yeah. and the Devils haven't been able to be out there at all with no – Time to get back in sight. They have literally no plan, or at least they haven't announced it, and I haven't heard of it. Maybe, they have, maybe they've got it internally and it hasn't come out. So I don't know that you can ask those guys, is that in their best interest to go ahead and play? And I'm sure the kids would say, yeah, let's play and all mm-hmm. that. And that, that's where I say this conference race is bogus. And I said that well before anybody played any games and it's only been strengthening so it's not about oh I, my devils are going to lose what whatever this year i'm just not focused on that it's about the opportunity to get out there and run around and have some fun win or lose and make make some money back that that's the way i view it uh, but i think it's a decent probability this game is not played so the number one thing that has to happen is probably going to happen it would be awesome if BYU and Utah played it would just be it would be like can can we just admit the football gods want this to be played. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, not everyone's on board. Roland says Utah's game got canceled because they didn't have scholarship players available. They might as well cancel this season. No. Roland's ready to just shut it all down. No, no, no. Even if they only play two. It would give them two games of experience to get ready for next year. They got a bunch of young guys, and you can. it's just a positive to play. Have whatever uh, teachable moments you need to have based on what goes wrong. I mean, it could go. We're, we're kind of jumping ahead a week here. But, you know, you, you're an experienced secondary versus USC's uh, NFL-caliber receivers and NFL-caliber quarterback. That, that could go poorly. But better you go through it so now what? and be ready for next year yeah. and learn from it. If, it, even, if it goes poorly, maybe it
2: won't. You know? I don't even look at it that way. Really? I mean, you're, you, t- to me, it's just getting out there and having fun. Playing some ball. Thanksgiving Turkey Bowl. Yeah. Just having an opportunity to be out with your buddies and playing. Now, I'm not saying the way you look at it is wrong. I'm saying that's not the way I'm approaching it. I don't have any problem with the way you're approaching it, but just to get out there. Playing
1: football is better than not playing football if you're a football player.
2: Just to be out there. Look at it. Was it North Dakota only played that one game, right? Yeah. it, that, that's I forget who, who they played. I don't even remember Central Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, Air Force was only going to play the Service Academy games, so they were going to play two.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, and then, and now one of those has been canceled and hasn't. Yeah, been and then, yeah, yeah but, but they beat Navy,
2: and if you're an Air Force player, beating Navy is fun. Just being out there, I think, is the essence because you're dealing with kids to an extent, to a large degree, and some of them. Yep. You know, a little bit older, especially if they got the mission thing going on and married and some of them have kids. We understand that. But still, I mean, they, they're not that old. And just to be out there to play, because I, I still think a lot of them aren't going to come back. We already saw Wilcox at BYU saying, no, he ain't coming back. Yeah. This is what I think is going to be the case. And we had Dylan Cawley take us through the day-to-day, month-to-month, week-to-week thing of what is required. And it's basically, you know, it's a big commitment. crack of dawn till yeah. midnight, practically. And, you know, who really wants to go through that uh, when you've already done it? And, you know, if you've got an opportunity to go to the pros, you'd rather do that and get paid. And then if you're not going to play, who wants to do that? It, right. From, for that reason, right. for that perspective.
1: It leaves those guys right in the middle in the sweet spot. The guys who are playing but are good enough for the pros. Some of them may take advantage of it. but And they may. Right. But the, the NFL guys are going to go. You're not going to risk that. You're going to go.
2: Well, what I think you'll see is guys who were juniors uh, want to come back. They would be coming back, some of them anyway, and some of them would go to the N- NFL. But I think the, the guys who are already seniors, I don't see the seniors – Saying yeah, I want to be a senior again. so
1: will a, will a freshman or sophomore, and i don't think many would do this. I wonder if they'll be a freshman or a sophomore'll say i'm about to get grad school paid for aren't I <laughs> but see Dylan also took us through that difficult conversation where the coach says, uh you need to uh, move along now now you got a year maybe Son, you go let's grad, talk about your future maybe you go grad transfer at some other school who need you
2: uh, we got uh woge with some with some news here the the jazz in, are yeah. uh going to uh Trade their pick to the to the Knicks. They're moving back four slots. Yeah, so they're going to go to the twenty seventh and thirty eighth.
1: There it is. Woj, ESPN sources. Ah, and the Jazz are picking up a pick in this. Yeah, they're getting a second round. They're getting they're getting twenty seven yeah. and thirty eight.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Giving the okay. Knicks two first round that. picks now. Yes, yeah, so the Knicks will have eight and twenty three.
1: Now you want to reevaluate who the Jazz might be uh, drafting? Man, we are look at us just juggling. Just we just traded topic sports to topic. <laughs> we just traded
2: sports, college for pro football for basketball. Boom! Breaking news: Woj bomb. I think there's a chance of both of those guys will still be available that I said, but I also think that uh, that reduces the possibility of them being available. Uh, so, and I'm not sure that it really, oh, how can I say this, that it's uh, it's that big of a deal from the Jazz perspective to move back.
1: They think whoever they want is still going to be
2: on the board. Uh, if they stay with this. If I would they don't put, flip a pick again? Correct.
1: Can't rule it out. Yeah. Like, I just
2: called up a mock draft right now. Just, mm-hmm. just I'm, in one, in, I'm in one, too. I just typed in NBA mock draft.
1: Which one are you in? I'm in the uh, CBS uh, Gary Parrish.
2: Okay, uh, let me see which one am I in. And they
1: had the Jazz taking Josh oh, Green at 23.
2: I got uh, Kyle, it's two. I got Kyle Boone and Gary Parrish. Okay. And, I'm, and I don't know who these guys are, but I'm sure they know what.
1: Parish is, is the CBS Sports guy, so focus on the other CBS one.
2: CBSSports.com, yeah. both of them. And they, okay. both these guys came up. And so, uh, just to give you a fluctuation, I had my Desmond Bain pick, uh-huh. and Parrish has got him going 27th. Yep. And the other guy, Boone, has Bain going 21st. So that's a six pick difference, obviously.
1: Which I think is nothing at that point in the draft. It can easily.
2: Oh, sure. But it. The guy can
1: easily fall It's just pick.
2: the point being yeah. that. Nobody really knows until we get there because you don't know for sure what the guys ahead of you are going to do or the right. teams. He's nope. got uh, this. Boone's got your your seven foot, one hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, right. <laughs> dude from France, uh, Pakushevsky, uh,
1: Pakushevsky. I think uh, uh, that's what I'm going with. It's actually okay. probably a decent
2: uh, try. That's fine. It. And, you know, I listen to him, or, and I listen to some stuff on him, and they've got him. Uh, Boone's got him 25th to OKC, which would make sense because they don't seem to be, like, competing for a big-time spot next year. Uh, the other dude has got him, uh, Parrish has got him at 24th to the Bucks. Now, everybody that I was listening to last night agreed that this kid is at least minimum two years away. Mm-hmm. So, And then there's this, the, 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 the Tyrell Terry for Stanford really came on last year. And you got Malachi Flynn, who's a, I think he was a junior at San Jose state, yep and and when, when, it's funny because they go, "Oh, juniors or seniors, oh, he's got the age working against him, and he's twenty two You know you're thinking, well, wait a second, if he gives you ten solid years, what do you care it, I think <laughs> that I think that's I think
1: that's true, but I think what they really care about is they don't think that you have the dramatic improvement in you at twenty two. That you have if, it, yeah, but, if you're at 19.
2: Okay, but do you need dramatic improvement? Mm-hmm. If you're going to be drafted at the end of the first round and you're giving somebody 15 to 20 minutes for 10 years, do you need the dramatic improvement? That's, That's my point. I understand how that works, but the point is, if you can get somebody who's good and can contribute, what's the difference if he's 22 or 20? Back If, up- the, if, if you think the 20-year-old is going to get way better, I understand that. But just because you're 22 and somewhat of a finished product, I don't see where that necessarily automatically always is a negative.
1: 6-1, you can only put so many small guys on the court at the same time and you're going to have problems. So, can you I understand. You, yeah. That's that's one of the reasons he's falling.
2: Which is I, one of the reasons why I went with Josh Green. Yeah. Cuz he's 6-6. Six six. <laughs> there you he's go. He's got an NBA body.
1: We do have a side note to all of this, by the way. Okay, a side note if you're just joining us and trying to sort this out. (laughs) Woj, Woj, in the middle of a college football segment, very inconveniently for us, tweeted out that the Jazz and Knicks are making a trade, and the Jazz are trading down, getting rid of pick 23. They're going to pick up picks 27 and 38. So a late first, early second round pick. And the side note to this the name Auntie Tomich, does that ring a bell? Yeah, the Jazz drafted him like a million years 2008. ago. 2008. But he's always stayed in Europe. He's 33 he's, now. He's 33. His rights are be now being transferred to the New York Knicks. He's no longer under Jazz control. Yeah, that seems like quite the hey, inappropriate. There's just no
2: way he's going to get his jersey retired then. <laughs> nope, it's <laughs> thank,
1: over. Thank you, PK.
2: <laughs> How about uh, Nico Mannion with that 38th pick?
1: Could be. I can see that. That's the range he's been. There's still some mock drafts that had him late first round, mm-hmm. but there are several mock drafts that have him early second round. And right. I could see um, really that 20. I Actually, you know, I think one of the picks I saw him had him like 26 or 27. So, yeah, with an extra pick. Nico.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's from the Jazz perspective, I, I don't care that he's Pace's son and has no bearing on yeah. anything. Uh, can he play? Can he play? And from my perspective, I want the kid here because Pace said he's going to be here wherever the kid goes, and I want Pace in our community so I can see him more <laughs> and talk to him more. I learn basketball almost every time I talk to him.
1: Uh, one of so I mean I'm in this Gary Parish draft, and as you go through, he did the mock draft all the way through. He had Nico at 37, yeah, and he had good. Tyler Bay, one of the guys I mentioned, falling all the way to 38. Tyler Bay, uh, Ute fans, you've seen him because he was a Colorado.
2: Oh, Colorado, and yeah. 6'7", six,
1: six, and Good has body. a rep as a tenacious defender.
2: A- aggressive player, yes. I would agree with that.
1: So, who are they looking for? All right, DJ and PK. And then PK brought up the point, uh, which I don't think he can rule out. Uh, would they flip another one of these picks? Don't rule it out. they have been so many draft day trades in uh, Dennis. I mean, Dennis is... Uh, He's not to a decade yet, but he's coming up on it, right? Mm -hmm. And and he's he's made a lot of draft day trades. So,
2: all right, sure, yeah. Yeah. So, foundations
1: of the team. Well, yeah, there's two big ones right there. He's not averse to. Here's a third one right now. Sure. Yeah. So I wouldn't rule out another trade between between now and. Tonight, six or seven yeah. o'clock tonight, yeah. All right, and and also, uh, Woj didn't spell this out. Are they gonna end up picking for each other and then trading the players? That's traditionally how it goes, right? Because if you trade your first round pick, then you can't trade them again later. So you or in have the next them make you pick, the next day, you got you make the a old trade. Cleveland Cavaliers rule you can't trade your pick. Sheption's two years in a row. So,
2: was yeah, you
1: bailed out on like five or six straight draft picks and just gutted the franchise. Yeah. I mean, for right now you're sitting here thinking, I think the Knicks are poorly run. Man, you should have seen the Cavs back in the day. That was a mess. Really no idea what they were doing at all. No idea. All right, so uh, it may be announced as Jazz at 23, but no, it's 27 and 38 now for the Jazz. Everybody works so hard on their mock drafts, and now this trade screws everything up. It does, yeah. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.
0: This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. If Rudy Gobert is eligible for a Supermax but not given the Supermax, does that upset him to the point where, like, wow, I've done everything that was asked of me, and these guys don't apparently think I'm worth that? So if they're offering me thirty and somebody else is offering me thirty, I'm going to go take the thirty from somebody else because they like me more. If I'm Rudy, I stop and I look at my deficiencies.
2: I know I'm amazing in certain areas, and I think to myself, well, where is the game going? Well, the game is going to stretching bigs. I can't even hit a jumper, even if. He gave him a supermax contract. I don't know how
0: marketable he is because he's a rim defender. And I just hope his representation is to a point where, like, okay, let's be realistic about the situation. You're not Steph Curry. You're not LeBron James. You're not Giannis. Those are guys that are going to get supermaxes and frankly deserve supermaxes. Hanson Scotting weekdays from ten to two on 975, 1280 the Zone in the Zone Sports
1: Network. DJ and PK, it's ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the Zone. And we are brought to you in part by Syringa Networks. Syringa Networks is home to complete business, telecom, and IT solutions. Backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net.
2: Before we go, I've got to come clean. I got a text from a friend. You vacuumed last night. Put me in the skeptical category. Okay, I must come clean. My 15-year-old vacuumed, but I
1: washed her. <laughs> are you Supervised.
2: No, I was just watching TV. And she was running the vacuum around you. Pick up your feet. Okay. I was actually watching the news, and my, I panicked for a second. I thought you all got fired.
1: No, the uh, transmitter <laughs> took a beating in the 750-mile-an-hour <laughs> winds or whatever that was.
2: Then where are my guys?
1: You didn't follow me on Twitter. I retweeted about it twice. I they did, were, but... They were I, sending out emails, and yeah. I
2: got that, but that was later that I saw that. Oh, because, okay. I'm not on Twitter 24-7. I'm talking about when I turn on the news at 6. Where and there it? wasn't any news. I think it was like a quarter to 6, yeah. actually. And I went to look... I want my want I want my, my Sterling, I want my Mark and I didn't get and I thought man did they finally wipe those guys out?
1: Yep. Nope. No, the wind hit the transmitter. So if you watch over the air or if you watch off a satellite dish or a Direct TV, so they weren't there for a while and Somewhere around 7.30, I think, they put all the CBS programming on KJS-14. Yeah,
2: I saw that later, but that didn't stop my panic. I thought, oh, no, What happened? Yeah.
1: If you had been on, because you have Comcast also, if you've been on Comcast, the Comcast signal leaves the station differently and goes to Comcast differently. And so the people on Comcast didn't have any interruption, but the people on Dish and Direct and over the air did. I was on Direct. I was upstairs. And remember, PK, every newscast, every sports show is streaming at KUTV.com. Wherever you are in the world... You can get your get your mark, get your sterling.
2: Yeah, but I, I get your you don't think and straight jazz. when you panic, dude. right? You're That's missing true. the point. That's true. I'm in a full-on panic, think my <laughs> snake dog has lost one of his multi-high-paying jobs. So you expect me to think clearly? Oh, let me go to Twitter and figure this out rationally, or oh, I could stream right now. No, I'm brought to my knees, and <laughs> okay. I, I am in a world of hurt in the moment. And you're expecting me to think rationally.
1: For those of you just joining us, the Jazz have made a trade, which uh, Yach has reason to believe. He doesn't want to go into why, but he has reason to believe the Jazz will make official here very shortly. But it's a Woj bomb. That's true. Woj knows. Yeah, right? So the Jazz are trading down from 23. They're making a deal with the Knicks. They're going to pick 27th and 38th. Now, PK, for the people who joined the show a little late, you had your two predictions on who the Jazz are going to pick at 23. Now you're kind of off the hook here. Because these guys may be gone, and the Jazz aren't picking at twenty three. But you said Desmond Bain, who might slide. I'm looking at some of the mock drafts, he could still be available at twenty seven. Yeah, he could, yeah. Uh, he's a TCU guy. He's got some size. He's six six. You like that? Shot forty four percent from shot three. Great. You mean, like? College, you shot like great. that? And the college line is closer, right? But he's got some size, and he's got an act for shooting. So if he's a uh, if he's uh, got a little athleticism, a willing defender that is right in the wheelhouse of what the Jazz and honestly a lot of other teams. But we heard Dennis Lindsey talk about it. You know, don't need to add shooting, but don't want to give up any. Uh, what was defensive? Uh, what was the word he used? Integrity. Oh,
2: uh, integrity, yeah. or some other word. Yeah, uh, this is basically. Yeah. you You don't. You don't want to have somebody who's going to be a weak link.
1: So you said Desmond Bain, and then you said Josh Green. Of the two, it seems like Josh Green's gone. That that he's not going to last till twenty-seven.
2: Okay, very well, could be. Yeah, I uh, I don't know, but I can I can go with that argument. My thought is both the guys got great size, and yeah, going forward, Conley's a short-term option. But I was thinking maybe a little bit longer term with Donovan Mitchell being shorter. So yep. then you want your other guy to be bigger.
1: So they're looking at and yes and I'd sign off on that 100% and Green is also listed at 66210 and a really good athlete and I think what you're seeing going down to 2738 is a little bit of what we saw the year before which is none of these guys are sure things so draft more of them invest in development and hope a percentage of them pay off knowing that uh, you know some of them aren't going to
2: But I'm if you not get sure the number 1 is a sure thing this year
1: if you get two chances to hit instead of one, you know, do it. Uh, and I did, uh, full disclosure, I did uh, text Pace yesterday and ask him if he wanted to come on this morning, and he declined the opportunity. He would prefer to keep a low profile, which could mean several things. <laughs> but it could be because you brought up right away, hey, what does that mean? Because they just got two picks in the Nico Mannion range now. You know, what does that mean? Because Nico has a skill set, even though it didn't really show at Arizona. But how much of that is Nico, and how much of that was Arizona? Honestly, I'd probably split it between the two, whether you think it's, you know, 30% Nico and 70% Arizona or the other way around. I, I don't think Arizona plays a very good offensive style. That was just. This is not good. It's oh, not it's, it's, guards. it's It's old school, yeah, and he's dribbling. He's throwing the ball over to the wing. It's an offense, versions of an offense that I ran when I was in high school. That is old school. And I really think he's better, and, and everything he did in high school, he's better at the top of the key. He's better in the ball, his hands, pick and roll, or just let him beat the guy if you know, the guy doesn't match up well, with him. And I run would the pick say and high
2: school. I would say all the other competition. Away all the
1: other AU stuff, season. same way. Yeah.
2: And the international stuff, that's where I would go. If you're looking for positives for that young man, it would be there as opposed to the yeah. high school.
1: So that might open up um, also Bay as a possibility. Will he sure. slide down there?
2: Yeah, I think he will.
1: Yeah. So those are some of the guys you could be looking at, and there's obviously some other players. Uh, I think, PK, the, the odds are, and it sounded like you didn't like it when I brought it, <laughs> when I brought up uh, Pokosevsky who I saw linked to both the Jazz and the Thunder, which I always find interesting because they've had people who've worked for both organizations, certainly Troy Weaver, although he's now moved on to Detroit, and... They draft some of the same guys, and they've made trades before. And it just, you know, no, no organization is a perfect twin to another, but they do seem like, you know, they're cousins, right? And so I saw Postos Hezky be- getting set, if that's how you pronounce his name, uh, being sent to both those places. And he's supposed to be uh, athletic, very agile, uh, but, as you said, raw, total string bean, seven, <laughs> seven feet, 200 pounds, and two years away. So,
2: two well, years away from potentially, possibly being able right. to contribute, it might be two years away. Beyond that, but
1: too. most of the mock drafts have him off the board before twenty-seven. So right, well. I would scratch him and Josh Green out. I don't think they're going to be. <laughs> they're a, gone. They're, See ya. They're gone. They're gone. All right, we got more draft talk coming up in an hour with uh, Ben Anderson, who you've heard on our Jazz pre-half and uh, post-game shows, and he writes some stuff for KSL.com. We'll knock all this around with him, and we'll see what other trades happen in the next hour. Well, we're talking college football. David Nixon, former uh, BYU linebacker. Riley Jensen, former Utah State quarterback. They are coming up next. Stay with us.